Right, unlike the subject of today's video, I'm not going to waste your time with long, tedious preambles that go nowhere and suck your will to live so that you end up looking more ill than the characters in this turd of a movie. Let's just get right down to it, shall we? Rebel Moon sucks. It's nothing but 2 hours and 14 minutes of bloated, self-indulgent, derivative, narratively incontinent, visually depressing, clunkily written nonsense, and it's the final nail in the coffin of the idea that Zack Snyder still has something to offer as a filmmaker. I know, right? Who would have thought that a rejected Star Wars script that was so bad even Disney wouldn't touch it, made by a man who hasn't produced a good movie in almost 15 years, would turn out to be an expensive disaster? Damn man, even I had a tiny flicker of hope that Rebel Moon might turn out to be the next sci-fi adventure epic that we've all been waiting for, but after suffering through it for what felt like two ice ages, I can confidently say that it won't. Instead of learning from all the criticisms and mistakes swirling around his previous movies, Snyder somehow decided to double down on all of his worst tendencies as a filmmaker for this one. And the end result is a movie that's crushingly unoriginal and boring, desperately aping the structure and setup of Star Wars but with every ounce of personality and fun stripped away. So fuck it, let's just get this over with, shall we? Rebel Moon takes place in a galaxy far, far away, dominated by a conflict between an evil tyrannical empire that controls most of the major systems, and a small but growing resistance movement on the outer rim determined to win back their freedom. Our protagonist, on the other hand, lives a simple life as a farmer on an obscure planet far removed from the conflict. Well, that is until one day when the Empire shows up and demands resources from them, forcing her to venture out from her sheltered life in search of someone who can lead her to the resistance. Soon her journey brings her to a local spaceport, a wretched hive of scum and villainy if you ever saw one, where she hooks up with a handsome rogue who agrees to take her off the planet. But it's not long before her efforts attract the attention of the Empire, who hope to use her as a means of finding the Resistance so they can use their giant orbital superweapon to crush them for goods. Something very familiar about all this. Oh my goodness, Zack, however do you come up with these original ideas? If I had to sum up Rebel Moon in a nutshell, I'd say it's Star Wars crossed with the Magnificent Seven, with all the fun, energy, wonder and joy sucked out of it. It's a film without a distinct personality or a soul, or even a valid reason for its own existence. It really is Zack Snyder's idea of what a space opera should look like, and it's just as bleak, grim, washed out, humourless and grindingly slow as you'd expect. For a start, none of the characters have got anything even resembling a personality. Pretty much everyone's serious, subdued, stoic and emotionally closed off. Really, they're nothing more than their predetermined archetypes. The disgraced general, the mysterious swordswoman, the untrustworthy smuggler, the exiled prince and the wide-eyed farm boy. Jesus, even Korra, the main character, is your typical brooding ex-military operative with a dark past who just so happens to have a massive personal connection to the main antagonists. I know this because she straight up tells us her entire life story with a couple of excruciating monologues that go on forever and sound like they were written by a 12-year-old fanfic author. There's even a random droid voiced by Anthony Hopkins of all people who totally isn't trying to be C-3PO and who literally runs away about 30 minutes into the film and is never seen again. To be 
honest though, I can't really blame him because I certainly wouldn't want to be in this fucking movie. Considering it clocks in at well over two hours, it's amazing how little time and effort the script spends on the dynamics of the main group. Watching a ragtag bunch of misfits with different skills and personalities sparking off each other and learning how to work together is the kind of easy win that any half-decent writer can exploit, but there's just nothing to latch onto here. Part of the problem, like I say, is that there's no strong personalities to bounce off each other, but the other big issue is that none of the characters even seem to have unique skills they can use. The general never gets to use his military experience or strategic thinking to plan some big operation, the prince's royal connections mean nothing to the group's mission, the swordswoman barely gets to use her plasma swords that are totally not lightsabers, trust me. The end result is a bunch of sad, generic sacks thrown together with no particular purpose in mind that I don't know anything about and pretty soon stopped caring. When one of them sacrifices his life to take down an enemy ship in a supposedly tragic moment, I felt absolutely nothing because I barely even knew who he was. The protagonist isn't exactly a compelling window into this world either. Korra's just as boring and lifeless as everyone else in this movie and she's not helped by an apathetic performance by Sofia Butella. Butella's been a star in the waiting for like 10 years years now and I'm beginning to suspect there's a reason she's never made it as a leading lady. Don't get me wrong, she's definitely got the physicality for a role like this, but she doesn't have the screen presence or the acting range to carry a film on her own. It's not much better on the production side of things either. The visuals are just as dark, murky and washed out as every other Zack Snyder movie ever made, with the added bonus that most of the shots are frustratingly out of focus to the point where it feels like you're watching the movie through fucking cataracts. The action sequences are dull and lacking in energy and overindulge Snyder's obsession with slow-mo shots at the most inappropriate times. And considering so much of the combat is up close and personal, the film's weirdly bloodless and neutered. You get the impression he wanted to do a much more gritty and violent kind of movie, but he was forced to hold back to get that all-important mass-market appeal. Don't worry, Zack, nobody's gonna watch this film anyway. Ultimately, if Star Wars was a dorky but enthusiastic teenager eager to have a game of D&D with you, then Rebel Moon is his moody emo brother, desperately trying to replicate what he thinks is cool and edgy, but with no real personality of his own. It's a film that lacks its own sense of identity and fails to inspire any sense of fun or adventure made by a man completely unsuited to the task he's given himself. Really, it was a waste of hundreds of millions of dollars, and more importantly, it was a waste of 134 minutes of my life. And for your sake, I suggest you don't make the same mistake I did. Anyway, that's all I've got for today. Go away now.